one of the things that we want to have happen in our church always is that we work to fulfill this mission statement that's up on the wall. The idea of reaching the world for the Lord Jesus Christ one person at a time. So it was exciting yesterday morning when we had a life group huddles meeting. The life group leaders were sitting around talking about the things that were priorities for them this year in terms of life groups. And they said, we really need to focus on branching, which really means that we want to reach more people for Jesus and have our groups grow and have those branches, those groups eventually branch and become uh, more and more multiplied as time goes on. Well, that reflects in some way, we hope, the entire attitude of our church and certainly for our young people. We have a brand new baby here within the last couple of weeks. Um, We have another one, yes, but right now, but she's only had one. So I I just mentioned this one right now. And so um, Shay Judith Sonmore has come into our midst and her parents, Kenny and Jackie, are going to have hopes for her that she will become all that God wants her to be. And maybe one day she will be going off to Estonia. And back in the corner over here, we have... Owen Henry Nickel, who was just born on, what, Thursday? Was it Monday? Okay, we had time flies. Okay. So, so he was born on Monday. And congratulations to you folks as well, to Jackie and to Kenny and to, to Ryan and Carrie for these newborns that have come into our midst, and we're so grateful for that. And they have visions, too, of what God will do with those children as time passes and as he works within them to become all that God wants them to be. And they can become like the teenagers who went off to Estonia and did what they did. And so we're grateful that God continues to work in our church family in these ways, and we just pray that he continues to bless us with young people who are excited about the mission of Jesus Christ into the world. We've got all kinds of missionaries that we support around the world and in Canada as well. And so we want to... to, uh, focus this morning on our effort to Estonia, but also keep in mind these others. You know, on on November 2nd, we're going to have a special contribution, uh, take up some money to uh, raise support for the Northern Hills Church that we helped plant here in the last year with Peter and Chelsea Roberts. Uh, They're wanting to hire a special, a new staff member, so we want to take up a special contribution, especially to allow them to hire an additional staff member. They have a half-time staff member right now, but they want to make that a full-time staff member, and so on November 2nd, we'll have an opportunity to do that. Please be planning for it. But all of this just takes us down the path of, of going around the world with the message of Jesus, and this morning, Dustin is going to talk specifically about that and have some young people, in addition, share the kinds of things that they did when in, in, when they were in Estonia. So, Dustin? Well, thank you, Kelly, and thank you to all of you. Um, as Kelly mentioned, this June and July, we had the opportunity to take seven young people, four leaders, uh, and to go and, and to be in Estonia for two weeks. And that is largely due to your support and your help. Uh, you supported us financially, but you also supported us by your prayers, um, by giving us encouragement, uh, and also by buying coffee at the cafe out here. So I'll just plug that a little bit, that that helps these mission trips happen uh, on a regular basis. Um, but we just wanted to say thank you, and one of the ways we wanted to do that was to just share our experience and the things that happened while we were over in Estonia and the ways that we saw God working. Uh, So in a minute here, I'm just going to give you the quick details. This is what we did when we were there. Uh, But then after that, we're going to have a few of the young people come up and they're going to share about their experience and their stories. And and I'm really excited about that part. Um, 
And as well, after that, Dana Asen, who's been over there in Estonia uh, for several summers uh, and has kind of an idea of what happens in Estonia beyond just the two weeks that we have our teams over there. Uh, and she'll give us an idea of what that looks like. Um, but I will begin just by giving you a brief overview. So on June 27th, the 11 of us flew out of the Calgary International Airport and we headed to Estonia. And so you can see there that Estonia is directly south of Finland. Russia borders it to the east, Latvia to the south. Uh, during our first week over there, we spent some time at camp, and it was called Camp Belchioka, uh, which is a bit of an acronym, I guess, uh, for Baltic Christian Youth Camp. And we all had the opportunity to be either leaders or assistant cabin leaders in the different cabins uh, at the camp there. Um, and so we were working with kids anywhere from grades 1 through grade 12, sometimes even a bit older. So there was a really large age range. Uh, as well as that, it's worth noting that although most of the people there spoke English, uh, that was their second language. They either spoke Russian or Estonian as their primary language. And so with that came some challenges. Um, not the least of which is just the fact that if you want to say something to the whole group, well, it's got to be translated twice so that it can be heard in all three languages there. And so on the fourth day of camp, our team was tasked with teaching a Bible lesson. And so when you're teaching in three languages to kids from grade one right up to young adults, uh, that's a little bit challenging. Uh, but our team was able to do it by partaking in a skit, a silent skit, and then using some object lessons uh, involving a blindfold uh, that helped us to get across our message of being strong and courageous as we follow God's laws. Uh, so that was our first week. Our second week, we headed to the Estonian capital of Tallinn, and we spent our time there doing something called city camp. And city camp uh, was maybe a little bit like what we'd think of as VBS, uh, but just in a shorter time period each day. And so in the afternoons, the, the kids and the young teens would come, and we would play games with them, we would sing songs with them, uh, and a Bible lesson would be taught. Um, our main involvement was actually in the evenings when the older teens would come and the young adults. And so our team was responsible for leading all the games there. Uh, so you can see honeydew bowling is going on here. Um, but we, we also partook with them in conversations about faith issues. And our young people had the opportunity to share their faith in that context, uh, many of them formally by giving their testimonies, um, but just by sharing life and sharing conversation with those people as well. Uh, you may remember from our preparation and our lead-up that we talked about the fact that Estonia is probably the least religious country in the world. And so as a result, uh, most of the people that we interacted with didn't have a large faith background. They were fairly new to this whole Christianity thing and, and any faith in general. And so it was exciting to see the enthusiasm that they had as they talked about these issues. Um, and they, they came to the church every day with eagerness to learn. And so I, 
I hope and I think that we did have an opportunity to impact them and to share our lives with them, but they also had an impact on us and, uh, and had a lot to share with us in that way. And one perfect example of that is the fact that uh, towards the end of the week, uh, Andrew Rubel got baptized over there, and that's just one example of that. And so that's just a brief overview of what we did. Those were our two weeks there. Um, but now I want to hear some of the youth tell their stories. And so with that in mind, I'm going to invite Evan Lewis to come up, and he's going to share a little bit about his experience. All right. Uh, thanks, Dustin. <clears throat> so some of you may know of the, uh, the Lord of the Rings franchise. Now, this, these stories are based around the idea that a group of adventurers go out into the world and they have a mission that they are trying to accomplish. They're trying to get the ring to mortar. Now, our, our mission, so to speak, wasn't anything nearly so dramatic or Hollywood, but all the same, I would say that it was even more important than that. We were going as a group of adventurers into a place that we, we had never been to before, we knew nothing about. Some of us were even going on planes for the first time. And um, I don't know, it was, it was incredible because we were going there and we had this purpose. We had this mission that we were trying to accomplish. And I think it's the first time in my life that I've really felt that sense of purpose anywhere. I was trying to accomplish something and I was working with people and I could see that what we were doing was having an impact on their lives. We were building relationships with these people and we were, we were getting to know them and we were demonstrating to them that this is what, this is what Christianity looks like. And it was, a, it was a daunting task, honestly, because we were, we were working as the role models for this generation of people in this country that basically has no religion there whatsoever. Their idea of religion is um, going to a cathedral or a church somewhere once a year and kissing a cross and then leaving. That's their religion. So we were going there and we were trying to give them this deeper understanding of, no, that's not what religion's about. You're trying to form this bond with God and it goes deeper that, than that. And that's why Jesus died for you is so that you could have this relationship with God. So the fact that we were able to go there and we were able to talk to them and meet all these people that we wouldn't have met otherwise, it was absolutely fantastic. Well, thank you, Evan. Abby Rippenhagen is going to come up next and share her experience. Hello. I am so thankful that we were able to go on this mission trip. And it was all thanks to you, our church family, for supporting us in this. Heading to Estonia, I had no clue what to expect from the camp there. I'd never been to an overnight camp other than for youth group, and I was a little worried about having to lead a whole cabin. I ended up with a cabin of seven Russian 15-year-old girls. And it was one of the best experiences of my life. With a group of 15-year-old girls, you naturally assume there's some sort of drama. You assume there's going to be some arguing, 
or maybe some gossiping. But these kids definitely proved me wrong. They attend Camp Belchioka every single year, and every year they share a cabin. That in itself was a very encouraging thing to find out. They are extremely close and supportive of each other. They would alternate translating for me so that they could each ask questions about God and Christianity. If one didn't know how to word something in English, they would all put their heads together to figure it out. Now, two sisters in my cabin were Muslim. Every meal, the girls would work together to find out what had pork and inform them what they could eat and what they couldn't eat. The incredible thing for me was that these Muslim sisters attend this Christian camp every single year. Their parents allow them to attend this camp, and these girls are able to hear about Christ and our God. I watched while they praised God, singing the worship songs during and after scheduled worship times. They frequently asked questions about the Bible, and they prayed with our group. It was absolutely amazing to me to see all these people from different areas of the world, different cultures, and even different religions, all praising God together. That is a memory I will always cherish. I've always been open to sharing my faith with others around me, but this was a whole new experience. I got the chance to reach farther than my doorstep, farther than my school, farther than my city. From this experience, I have learned that it's not only important to share God's glory with the world, but that it is possible. We just need to see the opportunity and take it. All right, Oren Bailey is going to come up. Okay, uh, I have a lot to say, and I have three minutes. Okay, um, cool. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or lose hope, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go, wherever you go, sorry. Um, That was our memory verse. I don't know if I said it perfectly, but hey, I have a bad memory, so it's a good thing I didn't write a paper. Um, I am not a strong or courageous person. Um, A lot of you people, including my friends, will be like, yeah, but Orin, you're like always the first person to go up and hug the new person. Orin, you're so courageous. If you guys knew how much value I placed on the approval of other people, you would not call me a strong or courageous person. Um, I, like, I basically shut down if a person doesn't like me. Um, But on this trip, I experienced something that was so relieving and just beautiful in the way that I grew and the way that I watched other people grow. It was... Sorry, let me get out of my notes here because I do have things that so I could stay on topic. Um, okay. So I'm going to talk a lot about City Camp because um, City Camp was where I thought I made the most impact. So... City camp was a time when we were all together. We would meet, like, 
every day, and we would, uh, we would at the beginning of the day, us and the people from Calgary would have a devo, and the, it would be led by specific groups in the mission trip, and we would all talk about um, the, whatever topic the leaders had decided to talk about, and it would be just, we would, like, one person would sing, there were three people in each group, one person would sing, one person would lead the thing, and there would be, like, a discussion, and it, it was just, it was a really eye-opening time, because, like, these were deep discussions, and these were led by, like, 17-year-olds, guys, 17-year-olds, um, and that, to me, was just so amazing, um, it made me feel so strong because I got to lead a singing, not a singing, I got to lead the singing in my group and I felt like I did a good job, guys. Like, it was it was a big deal for me. Like, I was proud of myself. Um, something, and then once it would get to the actual um, time for us to lead the teens or the kids, it would be like, uh, so out of proportion. Uh, we would lead the kids. Okay, so each group that would do a Devo would also lead the games and the stuff for that night. So I'm going to talk about the time when I led games. Um, when I led games, we came up with... we Each of the people in our group had, three had one game, and I led the relay race, which was dancing. You had to dance across the field and get back in a certain amount of time. And it was like, people made fun of me a lot. Let's not, let's put it that way. Um, a lot of my dances were not from the club. Um, although I said they were. <laughs> and uh, the thing about what happened there was like I said, I'm not a strong and courageous person. I'm totally useless if people don't um, agree with me. But um, even though I was completely stressed out, um, I was like worried about leading my cabin, I was worried about other people accepting me, I was just so, so stressed out, and I made the worst first impression with a lot of people, guys. A lot of people. Um, these people still <laughs> accepted me. They still wanted me to like lead stuff. They still wanted me to testify. They still wanted to know my story. And I was so... It really changed a lot about me. Um, for an example of one of these times when, when I was... I changed the perspective of someone and I totally felt amazing was me, Rochelle, and Ryan. So... Me, Rochelle, and Ryan were sitting in the church. I can't remember if it was before. Yeah, it was before city camp. And we were all sitting in the church, and we had a Bible hymn book, and we were literally just going through the hymns, picking random songs, and just singing them. Like, Ryan would be like, do you guys know this one? And we would just all sing this song, and we would, like, we would take different parts. Like, it was like a musical production, guys. The same thing happened with Trevor and Evan, and, like, we were all just in this room just, like, singing we were, like, there was no reason for us to sing. We just decided to sing. And that was so, it was like we were literally yelling. Like, we didn't care. <laughs> um, it was really, really fun. Um, another thing that was so amazing about this trip is um, 
Dustin kind of touched on this. He said that uh, Andrew got baptized, and I really encourage you guys to come to next service because he's going to be talking about his experience here, and I want you guys to hear it. But I just want to paint a picture for you guys, okay? Because this was the perfect baptism. This was the perfect baptism. Okay, imagine, like, the picture that they had on earlier is a terrible representation. The sky was literally gold, guys. I have a picture on here. The sky was gold. It was golden. And it was a silhouette of two people walking into the ocean. They walked, like, at least, I want to say, 15 meters out into the Baltic Sea. Actually, I called it the ocean. The Estonians would kill me. (laughs) Um, They walked 15 meters into this black, blue, dark, dark blue, like, sea that looked like it went on forever, and there was a golden sky, golden in the background, okay? Um, and you, you can't hear what they're saying when they're that far away, but you know. You know exactly what's happening, and you watch Andrew go under, and you watch him come back up, and it was, it was beautiful, he, they came back. We all crowded around Andrew. We all hugged him. We gave him a towel to keep him warm. I think he had like three hoodies. It was, and we all stood in a circle and we sang a song that we sang a lot on this trip. Okay, a lot. The song was um, Ten Thousand Reasons." I don't know if you guys have ever heard of it, but we sang it so much on this trip. We sang it every opportunity we got, and Nikolai just. I was like, hey, guys, let's sing this song. And I don't remember. I think we sang it like twice. We just stood in this circle and sang that song. And that is, I can only describe this trip as perfect. Because I feel like Andrew's baptism is a perfect representation of our trip. And, uh. Thanks, thanks, Oren. I, I appreciate that. And I think that's just a good... Because <laughs> um, that, was, that was such a powerful moment that I think did sum up so many things. And so I, I appreciate you sharing that. That's um, really valuable. Hi. Uh, I didn't really write anything down because I suck. Uh, but, well, I wrote something down just now, but, uh, so I like three things that I wanted to get across. Um, on the way to Estonia, it was my first time ever flying on an airplane. And so we get to London and then, uh, my ticket's wrong and Andrew's ticket's wrong. Andrew has food poisoning (laughs) and... I just have never flown before. So we uh, get on this plane uh, alone, go to Helsinki, and waited there for like almost three hours. The sun was setting the whole time, and I dropped my Coke. I don't like Helsinki very much. Um, But then we got to camp. It was awesome uh, for the overnight Camp Balchioka. I was with the cabin with some... Some boys, some teenage boys. There's this uh, kid named Kurt in my cabin, and he was pretty cool. He uh, he'd ask me uh, like right off the bat. He just started asking me like, 
pretty deep questions about God and stuff. And it was cool. And then, like, he, like, took my Bible all the time and read some of it. And then I was like, dude, you got to get a Bible. And then later, later he uh, goes up to Dustin and says, hey, Dustin, can I have a Bible? So Dustin gives him his Bible. And that was cool. And he, like, started reading it right away. And that was awesome. And then during the city camp, there's something pretty, pretty cool that happened. Um, there's like, uh, there's these two girls that had my phone, and they were like installing some Instagram app. So everybody else was walking away, and I was like, because we had to stay in Wi-Fi for the app to like load. And then so they walked away, and everybody was gone. And then we walked, like I didn't know where we were going, so they were like walking ahead. And then they just started singing, like, church songs through all of Talon, like, loudly. And that was rad. That was rad. Yeah. All right, so I'd just like to thank everybody who donated to the trip, and uh, yeah, thank you. So, as you know, we flew off to uh, Estonia, uh, and I was lucky enough to pick up food poisoning on the way. So, I was I was sitting at Helsinki with Jacob, and I was like, this trip better be worth it, because I was ready to go back to Calgary. But, anyways, so we get to Camp Belchoka, and I'm with... Uh, well, I'm a counselor with uh, Ryan, who I kind of knew before, but since we were in a cabin together, we got to spend a lot of time together. And we came pretty, came pretty close, and uh, there's just, and so we went back to Talon after camp. And there's this one night at uh, one of the restaurants we went to, went out for dinner. It was Ryan, Jacob, and Glenn, and like the conversation was just mainly based around, you know, baptism and God and whatnot. And Ryan continued to bug me the rest of the night about getting baptized. So I'm spending the rest of the night thinking, and I was I was pretty sure I wanted to. But just to make sure, I texted my mom to make sure I did it over there and not here. So, so she wouldn't see it, she wouldn't get mad, and she said it was okay. <laughs> so... And then uh, the next night, uh, I was baptized, and uh, it was a pretty cool experience. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to say too much about it, but because I'll ramble on. But anyway, and then the next night, we all had to tell our testimony throughout the each night at camp. One of us had to tell a testimony, and I told mine, not thinking too much of it. And then, so we fly off. And I see pictures of this girl that uh, I was pretty good friends with who had just been baptized like the day after we left. So I messaged her and I was like, what like, what kind of made up your mind? And she was like, well, after you're seeing you get baptized and seeing your testimony, I, it really encouraged me and like I thought it was motivational and stuff. So I decided to do it. And that right there, just kind of knowing that I can like affect somebody's life over there and bring them to God. You know, it's what we went to do there 
or went to go accomplish, and knowing that I did that in a fairly significant way makes me feel pretty proud. So thank you. Thanks, thanks, guys, for sharing. Um, I really appreciate those stories, and I think uh, there's just so much value in those. And so you'll see we've got our green T-shirts on around, and, and after service, I encourage you, you know, go up and talk to these guys and, and hear more about um, what their experiences were. Uh, I'm going to have Dana Asen come up now, and she's going to tell a little bit about her experience over there and uh, give us a little bit broader idea of, of the ministry that goes on there in Estonia. Okay, for those who don't know me, my name is Dana Asen, and um, I've been blessed by this, the support of this church to go to Estonia for the past five summers. Um, just for a little bit of background information, the first two summers I went to Estonia, I went through a nonprofit organization called Let's Start Talking. And LST, it provides practice for conversational English using the book of Luke as reading material. Each year I was assigned a group of readers who would meet with me one-on-one -on -one almost every day. Uh, we would read through the workbook and um, often start talking about the content of it. And a lot of these readers had no connection to the church or religion. They just came from the community. And um, so my contact with them and reading the workbook was their first exposure to the Bible and, like, Christianity. Uh, the changes I've seen in these people since then are really exciting. And many of them uh, became connected with the church, and they still are five years later. Each year that I go back to Estonia, I make sure to connect with my readers because I want to just see where they're at and I want to encourage them and um, see how their um, involvement with the church is going and how their relationship with God is going. So this year, um, I was blessed to spend a month in Tallinn, which is where the teens were, but I also took a trip to Tartu, which is the place, the town that I went my first summer when I went to Estonia. Um, I was able to spend a lot of time there encouraging the youth who have been touched by the LST program as well as some of my um, good friends from Camp Alchoka and some of the older readers I had. Um, so up here, these are some of the readers that I had and I connected with them again this summer. Um, something that is happening in Tartu right now that's quite exciting is there's a new missionary family there, which is a really big deal because this is a small, small place. And so um, this is, you can see the Ross family here. They are from Alabama, and they are an amazing fit for what Tartu needs right now. Um, a big part of my going down to Tartu this summer was to help connect the Rosses with the people they needed to know. Um, so I took some time, like I took uh, this lady Krista, she was my reader in 2010. Um, we went for tea with Trina, and she got to meet her. Um, a lot of the other people got introduced in other ways. Um, and actually this girl in the bottom corner, Searly, she got baptized by Jerry this summer. So she met Jerry, and then um, I've known her for a couple of years, but it was really exciting that she felt comfortable enough with them to ask him to baptize her, so that was really exciting. Um, now more to my time in Tallinn and at camp where the teens were. Uh, I was, I've been a counselor at Camp Alchoka for the past five years. Um, I've met and formed relationships with so many different people because of it, and that camp is such a wonderful source of encouragement and growth for the people of Estonia. A majority of the campers are kids that come from non-Christian homes, so camp is often the only exposure they have to God and the Bible all year long. Um, 
This year there was an incredible turnout. There was, I think, almost 200 people there. There was literally not one bed that was empty, and that was like a first for Camp El Choca, and they've been running for 20 years. So that was super encouraging for the people who make the effort to put it on every year. Uh, this year I was part of a team that helped plan and prepare all the activities for camp. And thankfully it all worked out, including the weather, but um, I was able to lead many of the activities in addition to being a counselor for this group of six girls. And that was just really cool because a lot of them I've known for years, but to have them actually be in my cabin, we had a lot more like great conversations and um, we could talk about things from the youth class and stuff like that. So that was really cool. And it's um, the thing that was unique about this year at camp was having this group of Canadian teens come because it was it was so cool to watch them just like immerse themselves into the culture that this camp is and um, to start building relationships with those the youth that they could carry on over to city camp the next week. City camp, um, it's something that a team of us have been working on since we started it in 2012. So it's fairly new. We've only This was the third year we've done it. Um, but it has become a highlight for a lot of the youth um, during their summer. Um, city camp ran from Monday to Friday, like Dustin said. We had a group of 12 and unders that would come from 1 to 3 every day. And then at 6 o'clock, the older kids would come and hang out basically until they wanted to go home, which was sometimes midnight. <laughs> Um, and it was extremely helpful having uh, the teens there helping us with Dustin, and they did such an amazing job helping lead games, um, sharing their testimonies, and just being friends with those people because that's what they need and that's what they were. And I heard so much amazing feedback about this team. Like so many people came up to me after they left and was like, we loved those guys. They were so great. And it was so, I was so proud because these are kids that I've known my whole life and Estonia is very special to me. And to see that kind of reaction come from these, the, what these kids touched their lives, it was like, it was so awesome. Um, the cool thing about City Camp too is you have, it's smaller than Camp Alchoka with 200 people, so you can build a few closer relationships with people. And part of my time in Estonia, I, I make sure to have intentional one-on-one -on -one time with a lot of these youth. Um, we'll go, we'll just do something together one-on-one, -on -one, and that way they can feel like they can open up. Um, it's taken a while, like I've been there five years, so you have to build these relationships over time, and I'm finally at a point where like they do open up to me and they do want to ask questions about God and about the Bible and that's super encouraging um, to experience. Um, Andrew's decision to be baptized was a really really awesome example to the youth there. Um, there's this girl named Lisa. She, I've known her, I was her counselor in 2011 so she was 14, now she's 18. And um, I've talked for years to her about like what she thinks of baptism, and I know she, I know this summer particularly she was very um, close to to wanting to be baptized, but she I, I don't know she was kind of just apprehensive, and then she built this friendship with Andrew, and then seeing him make that decision there, and um, he, I mean a group of the Estonian youth did come to his baptism as well, and a lot of them were touched by it, and. Two days later, like the Canadians left, and that night, Lisa, like a small group of us, went down to the Baltic Sea, and she got baptized. And that was like so, so exciting and encouraging for the church in Tallinn because 
Um, the congregation's quite small. A lot of them are older. And to see a young person make that decision and want to be committed to God um, was incredible. And I, and I think that was an amazing example um, to the rest of the youth as well. So that was very, very exciting. Um, since I've been going to Estonia, I've been working very hard at like deepening my relationships with these people. And five years later, some of the Estonian and Russian people that I've met are the best friends that I've ever had. And I realized that it's important to be reaching out to those who don't know God. But a big part of my time spent there is to encourage the ones that are Christian and that are trying their hardest to reach out to other people. Um, Nikolai, who's the preacher of the church in Tallinn, his wife Olga and his daughter Anna are some of the hardest working servants I've ever met in my entire life. Um, They have huge, huge hearts for sharing God's word and sharing his love. And um, it's just so important that there are people there to help encourage them because they're doing a lot of the heavy lifting and they need support. And so I just want to thank you for allowing me or helping support me and going back there to help do that in addition to reaching other people. Um, Anna herself, like she's the director of Camp Alchoka. She um, is a teacher. She translates like three different languages. She's a retreat coordinator and she's a friend um, to so many people and just an all-around perfect example of what you should be doing to reach out to other people. So um, just in conclusion, I just ask that you um, think of Estonia while you're in your prayers because it, things aren't easy there. It's, it's quite hard, and it's hard to shine a light in a place that is so dim, a place that is the least religious country in the world. It's, it's hard when people are... Um, their hearts are cold to what you're trying to say. So I just ask that you pray for um, the people who are doing the work there, the church there, and that you pray for the hearts of the people who are receiving that because open hearts is the best um, recipient of showing God's love and um, his word. So I want to thank you so much. And Well, I just, I just want to say thank you all once again, and I hope you're able to see how your support has helped make a difference both in the lives of the teens here uh, and in the lives of the people over there, and that it continues to do so, um, that it wasn't just two weeks, that there's something actually lasting over there and that's going on beyond that. Um, and so thank you again, once again. The team's on the green shirts. Feel free to talk to us afterwards. I'm sure we'd all love to do that. Um, but would you just bow with me and we'll, and we'll pray. God, I thank you that you're a God that's working in this world. And I just thank you so much for this opportunity that we had to spend this time in Estonia. And uh, God, I just want to pray that you continue to be working in all the lives uh, that were touched through that. That you'd work in the lives of all the teens here at the church uh, that had that experience that you continue to challenge them and and to help them grow, that you continue to be working uh, in the lives of the young people in Estonia, uh, that the experiences that they had uh, during the summer um, will live on and that they'll stay connected to the church over there and continue to bless that church um, 
in Tallinn there, but also in Tartu and, and throughout Estonia, um, that you continue to watch over them and guide them and bless them in the things that they're doing. Pray all these things in Jesus' name.